everybody. Tonight is another Geek Out episode of the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. And returning triumphantly or not triumphantly, we'll find out, is Tom. Hey there. Uh, having Tom on is fun because I get to flex my wrestling geek. Uh, Indeed. But then mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to leave Matt out. To dry, <laughs> if we do it too much, uh, it's, it's whatever. It's fine. Let, let us vent a little bit. It's WrestleMania season, so we have to talk a little bit wrestling. I watched, I watched NXT last night and really enjoyed NXT. I gotta watch it. I I know that was the big main event match. I haven't watched it yet. Well, that was the first first NXT event with Austin Aries too. Oh, sweet! Oh, that felt so good. Felt so good. Hear Corey Graves geeking out about Austin Aries. Uh, Corey Graves, best in the business. And then I watched the first two episodes of the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness, and I felt like a kid again. Does it totally reek of awesomeness? Oh, it's it's amazing. And Corey Graves does a, a segment in the first episode where he goes around a gym uh, that's doing CrossFit and asks people if they know who Christian and Edge are, and they no one knows. It's hilarious. Awesome. I'll pull that up and watch it tonight, too. It's so good. I got to watch the 90s episode. That's that's the next one. Uh, um, One more thing. Uh, Raw sucked. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, it was not <laughs> good at all. Dean Ambrose is the star of that company, but we're going to keep doing our best to make him not a star. True story. Anyway. All right. So let's just start with the news of today. I worked a 13-hour shift, so I'm a little behind. I just got to watch. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got to watch the Ghostbusters trailer, and I did not like it. I'm sorry. I want to want to want to like this movie because I love Kristen Wiig, but I just didn't enjoy that trailer at all. It didn't make me feel like for this kind of movie. I was hoping it at least make me feel nostalgic, you know, like Jurassic World did, like so many other movies this year, like Star Wars, uh, just made me feel nostalgic this trailer did not give me that feeling at all and i know they want to be different i get it i didn't laugh either like i just did uh i want it to be good and i'm, no. hope, I'm hoping the trailer was just a bad edit because you know that's not the, the trailer editing has nothing to do with the people that make the movie so i don't know well, what did you guys think matt i'll let you you shoot first I think it looks good, like all the design and everything is cool, but yeah, visually, no, no, yeah, visually it's fine. Uh, nothing in the trailer actually hit, though. Like all the jokes were really flat and really dumb, and um, the 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 story though seemed a little bit intriguing when she said something about. Uh, somebody's building a device to amplify all the paranormal activity, like. I almost feel like if they if they went like not trying to make me laugh, it might actually be a better trailer. But the jokes were all just really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked the like you were saying the the visuals of it. The the ghosts look great. I yeah. thought. Yeah, and all the parts where they weren't saying jokes, I was like, oh, this looks good. And then they would get to a point where they try to be funny, and I'd go, oh no, this looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom, what'd you think? It almost struck me as uh, we were joking earlier. It struck me as a Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, all these girls, aside from Liz McCarthy, are are, Saturday, are currently on, or Kristen Wiig is a Saturday Night Live vet. 
I'm with Matt. It looked visually pretty good. The ghosts look kind of cool. The, the I think the image of the tall man walking through uh, downtown was was that was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. aside from that, I'm with you. The jokes didn't hit me when when she slapped the ghost out of her. That made me kind of chuckle. But that really was it. What what I mean? What do you think about Chris Hemsworth being just the secretary? Yeah, he's just there. I, I, when you see him kind of walk in, at first I didn't recognize him. I'm like, well, who is this guy? Yeah. I mean, if he, he's funny. I think he could be just fine doing that. He's funny. So well, he why was, not? He was, yeah, he was funny in the remake of Vacation, I thought. You know. I didn't um, see that movie. <laughs> I didn't either, but just even with Thor, his comedic timing is good. So I don't see why he, you know, I get they did they, did the you know gender reversal thing and that's cool and uh, i i'm i want this movie to be good i just I'm, like i said this trailer didn't make me go oh yeah this is going to be really good and it didn't put to rest in me any ideas of like a ghostbuster remake be See, and that's the other thing. It starts out like trying to make you feel really like maybe this is a sequel, and then the entire trailer feels like, oh no, this isn't a sequel at all. Yeah, when your trailer addresses the original movie that you're rebooting, what are you trying to do there? I don't. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing, no. saving grace, that it will. I'm hoping and praying that it's in the movie because I probably still will watch it. Is there has to be a Bill Murray cameo, kind of a la Zombieland, where he just kind of shows up? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he, every him and him and uh, Sigourney Weaver, not Rick Moran. Uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're not hearing. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, you're cutting out real good. <clears throat> uh, yeah, all I heard from that was Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, and Rick Moranis. And then I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts are all in it. Is what I oh, think, okay. what I think he's trying to say. Um. So I don't know. I guess that if I were to see that, it'd make me feel more nostalgic than just the fact of oh look, here's a remake. I would prefer a sequel. Like the producer went. Out of his way, it was a Kevin Feige, not Kevin Feige. Uh, that's Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Paul Paul Feig uh, went out of his way to say like he doesn't like the idea of them being handed technology, but he told here's how to do this. Like he wants them to discover it on their own, which I can understand to an extent. But why can't they just okay instead of being handed the technology, maybe they find it. Right. Maybe, maybe the original Ghostbusters have disappeared, and. There's your there's your first movie like that's it like they find the technology and they have to take over as the heroes, and then your second movie is maybe they, the ghosts of the Ghostbusters are there or they're in another they're they're trapped in the ghost dimension. I have no idea. I'm just riffing at this point, but <laughs> it already sounds better. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we're I think we're gonna say goodbye to Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're he's in and out of this conversation. It looks like because of the Skype connection, it disconnected and he's trying to connect again. So we'll see what happens, but we'll, we'll kind of continue without him and hope his internet does a little better for him. So that's ghostbusters. We're not too pleased. I hope it's better than this trailer made it out to be. And I'm sure people like the trailer and I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I hope it's a good movie for you guys. Uh, but just for right, right now, uh, it's a unanimous, not, not so yeah. good so far. No. 
Uh, let's talk Deadpool. Matt, I'm sorry, Matt, I know has seen it, but have you, Tom? I have not yet. Oh. I, I want to, but really, really bad. <laughs> well, uh, the studio is pretty much the writers, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who also wrote Zombieland, speaking of it earlier. Um, they had this quote to say about a potential X-Men Deadpool crossover. If you look at the Iron Man model, they had two Iron Man movies before they had an Avengers, and if left left up to us, I think that would be a very prudent path. The second issue at hand is the X-Men universe timeline. The X-Men series is currently set in the 80s. Deadpool is set three decades later in our present day. Mm -hmm. It's a timeline that will eventually catch up, I'd imagine, but uh, X-Men producer Simon Kinberg's the the keeper of that universe and maybe we'll see more X-Men playing in Deadpool sandbox and probably Deadpool playing in their sandbox at some point. Um, one more quote, Deadpool's now become a brand and a franchise unto himself, independent of the X-Men. And that's great. And that gives the studio two franchises in one, but I think it's its own franchise and you'll see synergy between these two properties, but they're two very distinct brands. Uh, and then talk about X-Force. If it's Deadpool-related, I think you'll see some of our fingerprints on that as well. So, yeah, I mean... I is, am I correct in saying that this uh, Days of Future... Not Days of Future... Uh, Apocalypse is Brian Singer's last X-Men movie, so we would have a new director behind any X-Men moving forward, right? Right. That's his trilogy. Uh, the You know, from... Origin, I'm sorry, from uh, First Class to Days of Future Past and now Apocalypse. So it would be somebody else running the ship. So, I mean, I could see it Potent- happening. Potentially. It, it would have to. I, I think the X-Force idea for me would kind of be the better way to go with it. Because everything, I haven't seen it, but everything I've heard, that is the rumor that Cable will be in the sequel, I can lead you to an X-Force movie. I don't know. They, there's a lot of X-Men in Deadpool. Like X-Men Easter eggs and, I mean, Colossus is in it. Right. So, I mean, it, it's tied to X-Men pretty clearly to me and maybe to most fans, but it, it is his movie. I mean, it's clearly Deadpool's movie. It's not like X-Men Origins Wolverine where it's tied to X-Men that way or even The Wolverine where you still right. where you still have that X-Men feeling even though it's all about Wolverine. And really there's no X-Men. Well, I in- think they really they went out of their way to distance themselves from that movie. Uh well, yeah. I mean, you you got to see you got to see Deadpool. There's a, there's a point when he, he's he's Wade, and he has an action figure of the Wade from uh, of the the whatever they call it, Weapon X Ten yeah. or whatever in Origins, where he's got the sewn mask and the blades as hands. He's got that action figure. It's pretty funny. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, well, of course, that's the Deadpool thing where he breaks the wall. You know. Well, there's tons of it. We that's just not even. Yeah, you got to go see it. Yeah, I've read enough about it. I kind of know what what happens through it, but I still want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. This is a little old, but we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, they have cast Iron Fist for Netflix series Iron Fist. So now we have uh-huh. our we have our defenders. Uh, of course, we have Daredevil. We have Jessica Jones, we have Luke Cage, and now we have Iron Fist uh, being played by Finn Jones from Game of Thrones. Uh, hmm. I have I have met the man, very nice person. Uh, his character on Game of Thrones was kind of a sub character. You didn't get to see a whole lot of him. He was important, but you didn't get a lot of him. But yeah, he's going to be playing Danny who was, Rand. Who was he again? Again in Game of Thrones? Oh, I don't remember his character's name. Uh, 
but he's also been on Dexter. Or no, that's not him. Um, uh, boy, give me a sec. I'll look it up. Talk. Because <laughs> I was kind of holding hope. I mean, I know he's in another show, but dude from uh, Into the Badlands, I thought he would have been a perfect choice for Iron Fist. I don't know enough about him. He played Sir Loras Tyrell. Tyrell. Uh, that's the brother, the gay brother of uh, what's her name that married Joffrey. Yeah, he's the Lord of Flowers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and currently I think he he's like one of those uh, what you call him's. <laughs> uh, he's a. Uh, He's a white cloak. Yeah, yeah. While well, his sister's in jail. Right. Yeah, spoilers. Sorry, kids. Well, and in the books, I don't know that they've done it in the show because I've kind of stopped watching the show as I'm, I'm pretty loyal to the books. And I know the show's going to end before the books. I don't know if they've done where he got pretty, dis- pretty messed up in the books. I don't know if they've done that. The show's going to go on before the next book, you mean? Well, yeah, the show's going to actually end before the books will be done. I mean, mean, they're going season for season. Uh, he has. I think there's still more two more books to go. The show's not even going to end. Like they're going to the wrap over, up. From, yeah, from what I season. read, the, the entire series will probably wrap up before George Martin has finished the book series. Oh, he's he's having input on the show, but right because they're so far ahead and he keeps delaying this right. book. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I got confused in your wording. Uh, oh, and he was in Wrong Turn 5, and we all Ooh. know the Wrong Turn franchise is just alive and kicking. They mentioned it at the Oscars, I believe. Oh, yeah. No, of course. They did not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening for any Oscar talk, there's going to be none. No. <laughs> but I do. So, you know, that's a good segue. We'll segue away from Marvel news for a second to segue into where is it? The uh, Razzie Awards, uh, the anti Oscars. Just just to say that Fantastic Four took home three Razzies. I can only imagine. Worst picture. Sharing the award with Fifty Shades of Grey. Congratulations. Mm, worst nice worst remake slash ripoff slash sequel. And worst director. Yeah, it was I, I I sat through it, but I can't say that I totally enjoyed it, which was terrible because I like Miles Teller and I love Michael B. Jordan. I liked all of them. I like uh, yeah, Rooney Mara I, or yeah, uh, Kate yeah. Mara. Sorry, Kate Mara. I love her too, but it was like, oh, what have you done? Yeah. Um, run down the list of Razzies real quick. Let's see. Worst actor went to the dude in Fifty Shades of Grey. Worst actress went to the chick from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh, Worst man. supporting actor went to Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Uh, worst the uh, the guy that whispered the entire time, wasn't it? I didn't see the movie, so <laughs> I, I watched it. It's got to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, worst supporting actress, Kaylee Kuko Sweeting uh, in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Whoa. Uh, worst rip up, we did that. Uh, worst on screen combo, the, the the chick and the dude from Fifty Shades of Grey. That's awesome. Fifty Shades of Grey got destroyed at the Razzies. Yeah. The Razzie Redeemer Award. Congratulations to Sylvester Stallone. He got the Redeemer Award for Creed. Uh, it was Creed's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that he lost. Uh, sorry, Oscar talk, but I didn't mind that he lost because the dude that won the supporting ca- actor Oscar was great in Bridge of Spies. Uh, I forget his name, but anyway. All right, back to Marvel. Oh, that was still Marvel. We were talking about Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, Mar- so, well, Marvel-ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> two things. Let's talk Agents of Shield for a second. I haven't caught up to Agent Carter, and the finale was this week, so I got to do that this weekend, hopefully. 
Is I up. fell off. I really fell off on the first season. I got to go back and catch up because it just, I, I don't know that I lost interest or just it wasn't probably busy or something else going on. I I don't know. It's just, I love Haley Atwell. So yeah. I, I mean, that was reason one to watch it. Season, season one was great because you got a behind the scenes look of the widow, you know, the widow program, the black widow program. I forget right. what the actual name of it is right now. It escapes me. But uh, anyway, uh, well, I, loved, I think that one of the last episodes that I actually remember was where they introduced uh, Howard Stark's butler Jarvis, which was actually oh, – That's like the first or second episode. Yeah, that's how far back I am. But to me, it was like a revelation. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's yeah. Jarvis. He's the main – he's the second lead in that show. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a lot of work to do on that one. Uh, and he's even better in season two, which is great. So, uh, yeah, but back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're on hiatus. They're back, I think, next week already. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. Um, the no, producer- no, I think they're the same week Flash and Arrow come back, actually. Airing March- or no, it may be next week. It's next March, week. March 8th. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because Agent Carter's over and – Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. takes over that spot again. Uh, the producers talked about Grant Ward because in the mid-season finale, we saw him being possessed by whatever that was in that other planet or that other right. dimension. Uh, they confirm, spoilers, kids, uh, if you've seen the pictures, you already know it, uh, he will be the comic book villain Hive. Right. Uh, and he looks just brutal. Super pale. His chest is kind of sunken in. Uh, he looks great. And well, that was the wasn't he the lead villain in the Secret Warriors storyline that they? Had you would read? you'd hope so because they've been hinting at Secret Warriors since before the right. season started, and they haven't really talked about it. But the description of this episode that comes on on the eighth is: their enemy has evolved, the greatest threat has returned. Can Shield reunite the Secret Warriors to combat a danger unlike any the world has ever seen? Uh, can you enlighten people and uh, what the secret warriors are? Uh, I I think basically it's a group of inhumans that they've, well, can we call them inhumans? That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically it's a group that works of inhumans that work for shield or in, is it, do they work for them or in coordination? I don't know how that would be in secret. There you go. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, well, they're created by the man over at Marvel, Brian Michael Bendis, and uh, their current members, I don't know what this is as of, but it's Nick Fury, Daisy Johnson, who is Quake, yep, uh, Yo-Yo Rodriguez, Jerry Sledge, and Eden Fessy, but I don't know those last three, but... That's a that's as of like 2011, I think. Well, as far as the ones on the show, they've only debuted uh, Daisy... Uh, the guy with the electricity power, which is great the way they do it. I can't think of his name right offhand. Oh, yeah. So yeah. And the one guy, I don't, he can just, with a touch, just dissolve things. I think it's only really three inhumans that they've collected so far. Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah, that's and the. This guy, that guy, Joey Gutierrez. Yeah. Uh, will be, yeah, and then of course, Colson. But looking from the preview, it almost looks like they're bringing back the girl who is kind of like Multiple Man from back in the X X Factor X Factor days, yeah. Where it's the blonde girl where she can multiply herself. It looked like that was her because she was in a story arc. I want to say right at the second season. Yeah, when they introduced the Inhumans. Yeah. Okay. Uh. 
And, well, just real quick, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., congratulations. Today they were renewed for fourth season. Good. They got uh, a lot of seasons if they're going to keep this going to the Inhumans movie. Right, I mean. right. <laughs> uh, also renewed at ABC, I just want to run through this list because it's going to make me laugh as I read it. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, The Bachelor. That's an ABC uh, staple. It's not going to go anywhere. No, I, that was like Sunday night viewing in my house when I was young. It was. I mean, sometimes when there's nothing else on, my daughter and I will still watch it. It was on while well, I did homework, so that's how I knew I had to go back to school the next day. I was like, oh, America's Choice Home Videos is on. The weekend is over. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> uh, let's see. Blackish, Dancing with the Stars, Fresh Off the Boat, which I need to watch. Everybody says it's good. I want to watch that. Uh, the Goldbergs, which I believe is really good. I, it's a, it's uh, Goldbergs is probably my favorite sitcom on ABC. Uh, Modern, Modern Family is mine, but Goldbergs, I hear really good things, and I'm an 80s kid, so I probably would love it. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, oh, Grey's Anatomy, really? How to really? Get, how to Get Away with Murder, The Middle, Modern Family, Once Upon a Time, for all you oncers out there, uh, Scandal, Shark Take, and Quantico. I don't know how they're going to do a second season of Quantico, to be honest with you. I think it's about to start, actually. Yeah, I'm, en- I'm en- uh, enjoying it a bit much. It's okay. I'm watching because I want to know. I have I kind of perused the first episode. The only thing that really struck me in the first episode that made me laugh is the one recruit was from Augusta, Georgia, and it showed like downtown Augusta, which was kind of funny. What gets me on this show is I, I, I I'd like to know from actual Quantico students or what cadets or whatever. Is there that much sex at Quantico? Because I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, they're they're like bunnies over there. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, that's actually a show I want to catch up on. A guy at work was tipping me to it saying he really enjoyed it. So I always take, it's you know, not, I can't, I can't hate on it. It's I, the I, lead, I, the I lead actress in it is hot. So I'm, you know, I'm going to check that out. Of course you are. And she has sex in the first episode. So there you go. Well, hello. Uh, I wish Matt was still here cause he's the huge Stephen King fan. And there is some dark tower movie news. I saw that. Uh, Stephen King has confirmed that Idris Elba, is going to be in the movie as Tom. Do you know who? I do not. I've not read the Dark Towers. The Gunslinger. Sweet. Roland, anything. As Roland, anything. Roland. Dude, anything with Edris Elba, I'll watch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so now it's confirmed that Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey are in the movie as both the heroes, the film's hero, and then the villain. That'll be sweet. I, I will definitely check it out, and that may prompt me to go want read the books. Yeah, you should probably just do that. <laughs> I should probably just read them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, though. It just Elba, after Stephen King confirmed it, at uh, 8.28 a.m. on March 1st, Stephen King tweeted, It's official. The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. Hashtag Dark Tower movie at McConaughey at Idris Elba. Idris Elba says, <laughs> at McConaughey, you have one new follower. <laughs> <laughs> and then McConaughey says, at Idris Elba, come and get me. I look forward to it. That's a good combo, though, really. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I mean, maybe this uh, McConaughey with the Dark Tower, because there was always the rumor that he was going to be in the stand, too. So, Well, that's, the, it's, I mean, essentially, this, it's the same character. Is it the Randall Flagg character? Well, yeah, the bad, the... Yes, yes. Well, like I said, I haven't read The Dark Tower, but I've read the I used to read The Stand once a year, my favorite book of all time. I'm going I'm going with what I've heard from people that have read The Dark Tower through all the way through that it's this character Randall Flagg, the man in black, 
is like a carryover character throughout Stephen King's novels. Like it's the same character, okay. but it's it's the devil essentially. Okay, uh, I can see that is is what I'm led to believe. Again, I can't don't take this as gospel because I haven't read it. I've read the stand, and that's really it. So uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that's good news for all. Like the, I said, anything with Edris Elba, I'll watch. Yeah, yeah. But one uh, last thing that Oscar talk that he should have been up for an Oscar, and Beasts of No Nation should have been up for an Oscar. Was that this year or last year though? That was th- that was this year. That was the Netflix original. Oh, okay. okay, amazing movie. If you have not watched it, watch it. There you go, everyone. We have our homework. Um, we talked about this on one of the shows. I think we might have mentioned it, but uh, again, Gambit has been removed from the Fox schedule. Yeah, I read that. I, I don't understand what it is because I also have read rumors that it's still on on schedule. It's, it's like conflicting it's, things. It's not on schedule. Production was pushed back. I mean, it starts in April. For them to be ready in October is is not a good sign. So I get a feeling it's just going to get pushed back to 2017 is all. Uh, as long as it's still happening, I'm okay with it. Right. Because just, what they've done with Deadpool, like I said, I haven't seen it. But what they've done with Deadpool, I think they could do the same thing with Gambit. I'd hope so. And now, I mean, with with Marvel doing it, and they're, they're, they're not known for supporting the movies, especially that they don't own. Mm-hmm. But they're making a Deadpool versus Gambit book right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it would be kind of cool to see those two in a movie together, even if it's just a small cameo. Like I, at the end of Gambit, Deadpool shows up and makes some kind of Cajun joke or poker yeah. joke or something. <laughs> but that's it. Like, I don't know. But then, then you're kind of getting kind of campy and you run the risk well, of getting kind of dangerous there. Yeah, the one article I read, they were talking about why the Gambit was on why Gambit was on hold was because that his story arc peaked. So long ago that nobody wants to read about him anymore. Uh, Bull. No, false. (laughs) My favorite Marvel character still to this day. Yeah, he is. He has always been my favorite X-Man. Bar bar none. So if if you people out there are writers and producers, if you believe that, you're wrong. Yeah. All right, let's flip it over to DC side. Uh, Batman v Superman tickets went on sale this week. I'm so excited for this movie. Every time I see the preview now, it's just like, oh, I want to, I, I want to go now. It's tracking already 120 to 140 million dollars domestically, worldwide, anywhere between three to 340 million. It, it just it, the previews look amazing. Yeah. Uh, some people have already seen it. Uh, some some reviewers have gotten a chance to see it. They're not telling much. Um. But Entertainment Weekly, I believe. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Where is it? I have the story. Yes. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. All right, well, I don't know. It's not saying quoting Entertainment Weekly, but I'm pretty sure that's where I saw this. Uh, yes, Entertainment Weekly. <clears throat> Talks about the characters in the movie and how they're setting up the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, Something. Well, the 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 Justice League core movie isn't scheduled to I think twenty twenty. Right. Um, I haven't looked at the list lately, but uh, yeah, June nineteenth, twenty twenty. So it's got people worried about when will we see just uh, Green Lantern in this Justice League? Because we already have confirmed, at least almost from the first movie, Batman v Superman, we're gonna get Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman. In that movie. Right. 
Uh, now they're saying we're not going to get to see Green Lantern until possibly Justice League 2. What? Which Justice League 1 is in 2017, next next fall. Not this coming fall, but next fall. Justice League 2 isn't coming out till June 2019. So in between Justice League and Justice League... Actually, in between Batman v Superman and Justice League 2, we'll have Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Flash, Aquaman... And Shazam. But no Green Lantern. But possibly no Green Lantern even mentioned. That's insanity. Yeah. There's the uh, I, they gotta, I, I don't know. They, they might be just hiding something. Now, I could go into spoilery detail here of what people saw. I will leave that up to Tom. It's your call, buddy. Your show. Well, I want I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, I'm game. I'm going to watch it anyway. All right. So <laughs> you're not going to scare me away from it. Oh, shoot. I heard about this already. I'm not going to bother. No. Right. I'll give you a warning before I get into spoilers. But Entertainment Weekly does confirm that the upcoming Suicide Squad movie takes place after the events of Batman v Superman, which is contrary to reports right. before that it would take place before. So. When we see Batman chasing Joker and Harley on top of that car, that's a, that's a post be Batman v Superman, which means it's yeah. Also, we had our, we had our, we talked about this at length that it was a that Suicide Squad was a lead in. Yeah, right. Which is what the rumor was for a long time, and now now we know it's after, which means that this is a post Jason Todd death universe. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even more exciting. Um, Indeed. Also, that 2017's Wonder Woman will feature present-day scenes at the start and end of the film, because as we know, they're filming it as a World War One pick, too. So we'll also get the present time. So it'll actually take place probably after the events of Batman v Superman, of course, mm. in the beginning and the end. Now, spoilery part. We've been told that there will be a cut of the film that will be R-rated of Batman v Superman that will come out, I think, with the Blu-ray. Um, things that were cut from the Dawn of Justice... Are Jenna Malone's secret character. That's only going to be on the Blu-ray. Right. Oh, okay. Will be present in the extended R-rated cut. Now everyone's guessing, is she Carrie, uh, is she the Robin, Carrie Kelly? Uh, uh, is it Carrie Kelly? <laughs> that sounds right. I can't, my brain, I'm sorry guys, is not functioning at all. Up, but anyway. From or, Dark, uh, the Dark Knight Rises right. cartoon. Edition. Or comic book, yeah. Comic book slash cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, or could it be Barbara Gordon? And now we'll have to wait and see. I believe it's going to be Barbara Gordon. But, again, that's not a spoiler. That's just me guessing. Okay. Are we guessing Barbara Gordon Batgirl or Barbara Gordon Oracle? I'm saying Oracle. Well, yeah, post-Jason Todd, you would – yeah, yeah, you would have to be. I think they might go the new 52 route, though, and she could end up getting a chip and fixing her spine. That would be cool. So we'll see. I think she's going to start off as the Oracle helping Alfred and and Bruce. But I don't know. Again, just guessing. Uh, the, the Okay. This is where the spoiler alert comes in. So stop listening for the next <laughs> five to seven minutes and, you know, jump ahead, push the little jump forward ahead button on your little iPod or iPhone until you stop hearing me say Batman, Superman, Batman, Superman. Okay. Ready, set spoilers. Okay. 
the dream sequences are for both Batman and Superman, and they're laced throughout the movie. And um, they might, uh, there might be okay. They tease that <laughs> they tease that Dark Side might actually be in the movie itself. Well, it kind of looks like if you've watched the preview, those kind of strike me as looking like parademons. Right, but now they're saying that Dark Side himself might be in the movie. Well, all right. Okay. Well, well I think you kind of you kind of have to at no. some point, unless you're going to do a Thanos post credit. Well, they're not you doing. Gotta lead. You got to lead in. Right. They're not doing the post credit stuff, which that that's fine. I'll credit to them. That they don't have to. That's a Marvel thing. You don't have to do that. But if you're good, you got to be careful to not do too much in one movie. Exactly. If you're going to do it that way, but I don't think they should show you all of dark. Like you shouldn't get to see Dark Side standing there being like, "Bring it," you know. Maybe maybe this is when he comes to Earth, like in the end of Justice League War, or you know that kind of thing. Right. That it leads to that, and that's what brings him. To, I don't know. Um, all right, one more thing. Another dream sequence reportedly in the film sees Ezra Miller's version of the Flash delivering a message to Batman. But it will be ambiguous as to if the scene is in fact a dream or if Barry Allen has traveled back in time to bring a warning, saying it's a huge Easter egg. Zack Snyder says, we had such a straightforward narrative on one hand. I wanted this other layer of the movie to be complicated and bizarre. Hmm. I kind of like that. I kind of do, too. I think it would be awesome if it's Barry Allen coming back from the future to say, hey, dude, Superman's your buddy. Right. We need to get out. We need to get after Darkseid. Yeah, as Batman looks at him, like, "Who are you?" Yeah, yeah. Or just says, "What?" <laughs> calls him Alan. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, all right, spoilers are over. Spoilers are over. So many ways they can go with that. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, spoilers are done. No more spoilers. So no green. Ah, oh, the, the no Green Lantern thing is really bugging me because you know I'm a big Lantern buff. So. I kind of feel like maybe this is a swerve, a curveball. It's got to be. It's kind of got to be because, you know, if you're going to do founding members, he's got to be there. Yeah. And to have a Shazam. I'm sorry. Shazam sucks. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It really bothers me. All right. um, What did we say? We did the Batman v Superman uh, opening to tons of money. Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, Justice League is going into production in April, I think. Uh, I want to say April. Uh, I don't have the notes here, but either way, it's going into production under the the, the title of Caveman. Just really? to, that's just a shooting title, so people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, uh, but what? but the director of Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller, is attached to help produce Justice League, and he was previously set to direct the other Justice League movie they were going to do a couple years ago. So interesting. They're gonna they're gonna use some input from him. Interesting. I'm all about it. As long as it's not like Fury Road, I'm good with it. Still uh, not a fan. I watched it again, and I'm still not a fan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, crazy news that a Suicide sequel is already being planned to be shot in 2017. Wow. Uh, Warner Brothers is in negotiations to distribute the film Bright, which is from David Ayer, director of... Fury and director of End of Watch, or maybe he just wrote End of Watch, I'm not sure, but, and then, of course, directed and wrote Suicide Squad, but this Bright movie 
is set to star Will Smith and will be an end of watch style cop drama set in a world where orcs and fairies live with humans. Dude, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> Buried in this the story um from Warner Brothers is that uh which Variety revealed uh, uh, I want to get credit where credit's due, is that Warner Bros. is eager to shoot the film this year, this Bright movie, this year, so that they can retain Aaron Smith for a Suicide Squad sequel to shoot in 2017. This dude, Justin Kroll, on Twitter, at KrollJVR, insiders say early footage has WB excited about Squad so much that the so that they are beginning to develop a sequel even though one isn't dated. Been hearing for a while the studio wants the sequel up as quickly as possible and that they also want all players back, including Air. Hearing studio is already looking for writers since Air will be busy with Bright. I wouldn't be surprised, dude. I am jacked for Suicide Squad. I can't wait. It's grown on me. You know, for my initial disdain. I'm, I'm, I, okay, I'm excited. All right, there you go. I said it. I don't know why it hurts you so much. <laughs> it, 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 when it first came out, I just did not like the premise where it was going. I'm not a huge Will Smith fan. I just, I didn't, but now more that I'm reading, more that it's, it's explained about some of the characters, I'm, I'm more excited. And yeah, I, I'm in. <laughs> I, I said it. Okay. I don't get you. You're uh, all right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I just like I said, I just I didn't understand from a company standpoint where you go with this before you go with your your bigger names. You know what I'm saying? You you should have thrown Justice League first. And then you could have slipped Suicide Squad in because Suicide Squad is not a major name for, you know, the geeks out there that love DC Comics. Not a major they're there because it is a a conglomerate of villains and a couple heroes. But you want to, you got to establish your big three Trinity first and foremost, which they do Batman v Superman. Right now they do, but the suicide squad was on, on tap before. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I, I, I'm, I'm over it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand why. But anyway, uh, I want to speculate a little bit now since kind of like my headlines are over here. Uh, I want to speculate on this Batman v Superman stuff. Speculate away. Okay, so we talked a little bit about Jenna Malone and and that role. Where where are you leaning towards? I, I'm going to have to lean towards Oracle because hearing now that Suicide Squad is going to sh- be post- Jason Todd, if I'm if I'm remembering my timeline right, Batgirl was before Jason Todd, so she would have to be Oracle if it's after Jason Todd. Yeah, am I right with that? Yeah, I would say this is my thinking about the whole R-rated Ultimate Edition of this movie. We're gonna get to see the Joker kill Jason Todd and paralyze Batgirl. It's quite possible because those are major moments in the comics. Major yeah. moments. Things that had never been done at that time. Yeah, so I'm going to say that's why. that Because in the the comics, it's not just uh, paralyzing her. It's what he does to James. What he does to James Gordon through the entire storyline. 
Right. It's it's a it was never seen or thought of until they did it in that comic. Yeah, yeah. That would definitely slap an R rating on it. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Plus, with, you know, well, and I got to say, Deadpool success as one of the top rated R movie, you know, comic book thing you, that everybody's going to jump on now, getting getting a little crazier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can understand it. It's the way to go. And if you want to. If you want to release it to the, the family-friendly audience, you can do that. But then you have to put your stuff in it if you want to get it out. So the Blu-ray release as an R, I can I can definitely understand that. Yeah, it just it, it kind of bothers me that we'll see this movie and then we're we'll just going to be like, uh, okay. Yeah, and then you're going to go watch the when the Blu-ray comes out, you're going to watch it and go, oh, my God, the other one sucked. Yeah. and then, You should have just put this in here. And all of you people that are out there saying, well, Deadpool is R, make this movie R. No, you can't. You can't make this movie R because then you're just handcuffing yourself to this being the biggest movie of all time. Exactly. Because, like I said, I haven't seen Deadpool, but from what everyone has told me that has, you cannot take your children to this. Mm -hmm. You can't tell your children they can't go watch a Batman Superman movie. Right. So uh, you have to, you have to family it up. But then at the same time, if you want to get it out. All right, adults, go buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, let's talk a little Star Wars Rogue One. You know what Rogue One is, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's that that movie is in production. It's due out later this year, I think in December. Uh, but they've shown some footage to some of the shareholders over at Disney, and uh, this is the description. If you don't want to hear it, again, jump forward a little bit, but I really want to know what the description is. So, uh, This is a quote from somebody from SlashFilm.com. Most of it was very quick. A shot of the Black Stormtrooper, possibly called Death Troopers. So Black Armor Stormtroopers, that's awesome. As -hmm. previously reported, another pick of the same style of helmet and armor, but all chrome reminiscent of Captain Phasma from Force Awakens. An image showed of two AT-ATs that had slightly different look with the door panel on the side of the body painted a lighter beige color. Who cares? And a couple cast photos were shown. One of uh, Felicity, which is Felicity Jones, and Diego Luna, and another of Donnie Yen. The clip featured Felicity's character on what looked like the inside of a ship or shuttle with her arm up holding on and the hatch ramp open behind her. I wish I could remember what she said as part of the sizzle, but it went by too fast. The new Star Troopers looked great. So this is, this is, let's just get this right out of the way. Of all the Star Wars movie, this will be the warsiest movie. Oh yeah. This will be war <laughs> is what all intents and purposes are for this film. I can't wait. I think it's going to be cool to see Star Wars in a different way. I agree. Anything you slap Star Wars to right now is I'm all, all on board. And I so want to see Alan Tudyk, whatever whatever voice character he's going to be in this movie, because I'm I'm all for anything Alan Tudyk right now. He's he's awesome. Um, oh yeah. Who else is in this movie? Because there was one other character or actor that I wanted to see. Rogue One. Uh, Diego Luna, Riz Ahmed, Riz Ahmed. Oh, Forrest Whitaker and Mads Mikkelsen. That was what it was. Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, for those that watched uh, Hannibal. So he's set to be in Star Wars Rogue One and Doctor Strange. This guy is not not set lack of work. He's 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 a busy dude in some huge, huge franchises. And he's not afraid to take Disney money. 
Right. Who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take it all, please. Thank I will you. do. Uh, can we get together and do screenwriting on, you know, like a movie? Well, let's go ahead. Yeah. Oh, also, this movie is going to be the first Star Wars movie with zero Jedi. That is different. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Well, and the way the premise is, they probably won't even mention the Jedi. I mean, you won't would, see one, but yeah. they might not even mention one. The only way they would do it is the history, because as far as they know, there is none. Right. Uh, yeah, which, which is cool with me. I mean, normal people doing normal things. Let's go. Go to war. Yeah, I like I mean, it. I mean, everyone's favorite character, Han Solo, was a dude. Just Exactly. Just a dude. So, yeah. Oh, and production for episode eight, everybody, has begun. So they're starting, they're started already filming Root right at that, that scene with Ray and Luke. They've started filming it, which is weird because this movie, all the other movies jump ahead in time. All the other Star Wars movies, from movie to movie, they jump ahead. It sounds like from seven to eight, there's no jump. Unless, it's just a straight straight segue. Yeah, unless they're shooting like flashback footage. Like they're going to jump ahead and then they're going to show us what happened before. Which well, it could work. I don't know. It could, yeah. I don't know. I like Ryan Johnson, so whatever he's going to do, whatever, I'm in. Uh, are you caught up with Walking Dead at all? Oh, yes, I am. Oh, uh, dude. All right. If you're not caught up with Walking Dead, don't listen, but it's, <laughs> we're, gonna spo- we're spoiling the hell out of this show. Let's go. I'm sorry. Walking Dead has been out for a week. You should have watched. Should have. Uh, I'm rereading all the books right now uh, from like 92 on pretty much from the introduction of Jesus onward. Amazing. Uh, They're pretty much going panel to screen. Yeah, that's that's it's killing it. It's it's dead on and it's moving so quickly. Like I can barely keep up with the book. (laughs) Like they're they're just going so fast. Like they're not holding back. They're not stalling at all. Like you might have thought they would have before where they kind of stretch things out like i thought for sure they'd be at hilltop for maybe the rest of the season you know mm-hmm. but no they they had they had rick kill that dude and all the blood come pouring down on his face you know what i watched the episode i actually thought he stabbed his finger into his neck because he did it so quick and then when he pulls back you see the little blade i'm like damn rick you're <laughs> killing me here yeah rick is and then the whole turn and look with the what yeah yeah, I I hope when Jenny posts her her Walking Dead review that she has that panel because it's right from the right from the comic. And I gotta say, just from reading the comic and watching the show, the the casting of Gregory was spot on. Spot. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, handled the character with the proper arrogance and everything that he should have. It, it was dead on. The whole for me, the whole episode was spot on. You read the books? Most of them. So how do you feel, uh, for those that don't know, in the books, uh, the, the Rick Michonne hookup didn't happen. And, right. And because the character that's dead on the show is still alive in the books, and that's Andrea. Uh, and Andrea and Rick hook up, and they're together. And then there's a Michonne thing that happens a little later with a different right. character, which I don't know how they're going to handle now. If they're just going to avoid that character, which I don't think they can. But yeah, I don't know that they can. That, that that character comes with a tiger, so <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. I mean, that's a pretty awesome character. Yeah. Uh, but we're get, that's a little – I left that cryptid yeah, for, but, but for the a reason. Rick, but. The Rick and uh, Michonne hookup, I, I was okay with it 
as a hookup, but now it's like they're immediately in love. And I was like, oh, no, this does not bode well for Michonne because no woman lasts if they're with Rick. Right. And then the, the storyline, what I loved about the character of the, the relationship, because Andrea was a different character on TV, obviously. Right. Uh, I still, I, she's actually one of the ones that, to me, having read it and watched, was totally different. Right. And I like the actress and everything. I just wish they had gone in a better direction for her. Uh, but that relationship between Rick and Andrea was so cool because for them, their relationship was we survive. Everybody else around us seems to die. Right, but we keep surviving, and that was their that was what brought them together, and I loved that moment when they keep saying it, and every time they almost die, like there's a time there's a point when somebody attacks <laughs> somebody attacks their uh, Alexandria, and he thinks that she gets thrown off the tower, the sniper tower. Uh, it's just it just made for a lot more, and I don't know, I don't. It was almost like a meant to be relationship. Yeah. And it, I, I'm now on books that I haven't read before, so I'm getting caught up with to get current. And I don't know if she's still alive or if she died. I get the feeling she's probably dead. <laughs> well, I read something. This is kind of funny because I read that they have already filmed the season finale, and they had to film two versions of it. Makes there's sense. A ver- there's a version for TV, and then there's going to be the other version because from what I read, Jeffrey Dean Morgan got completely into character. And it is riddled with vulgarity as he completely owns the Negan role. Well, yeah, for those that don't know, Negan Negan is a very vulgar character. Very. <laughs> he s- drops a lot, a lot of F-bombs. I mean, every other sentence, if not every sentence. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. I mean, I I was excited to to read that he was cast as Negan because he to me he's just gonna nail it. But to see that they are gonna film two seasons because my son had told me AMC allows their shows to drop one f bomb a season. That's what he told me, and he's he's seen it in Breaking Bad and at in Walking Dead. If you go back on the DVDs, apparently it's there. But if they're I don't know how they're gonna do it with this. Yeah, I don't. Because uh, I read uh, Robert Kirkman told, uh, had an interview, and he said it was so it's so difficult bringing the Negan character to TV because of what he does in the comics with the vulgarity and everything. He said we thought we were challenged with Abraham, but now we're even more challenged with Negan. With Abraham, with the governor? No, with Abraham. They say he's in the comics. His language. Oh, is right, right. Pretty right. rich too, but then Negan is just. Well, yeah, the governor, you're right. The governor, he was he's a boy scout compared to Negan. If you haven't if people haven't read, you, you don't know what's coming. Uh yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I know that, that that's I think our first time we see him, right? In it, it's going to be the finale is what I when I'm here. That's what I've read. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great build up, but they've Gotta, like you said, they're escalating pretty quickly to have that build up coming. If you're going after him, I don't, I don't know where you're going with it for the next what three episodes to lead into the finale. I think it was about four or five left. Uh, I'll look it up. Keep talking. But um, then again, there, there's also you know the the rumor of what's going to happen to Daryl because there's there's stuff going out there that Norma Reedus isn't going to come back and nobody knows what's going on with with the character because Robert Kirkman doesn't know what's going on with the character he's you know going how he wants to go with the character 
Uh, right, right. And yeah, I remember people were getting all freaked out. Is he gay? Who cares? Did you, did you read though that Kirkman come out and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but these people that say if Daryl dies, we riot. Well, they might just riot. Yeah, I would. (laughs) Anytime a fan base does that, I do exactly what they're saying. They're threatening to do that. Yeah, exactly. If it fits my story, of course, but there's uh, 16 episodes. Episode 12 airs this week. Okay. So yeah. So we've got five more to go, including this week's. Six more to go, including this week's. Sorry. Right. Uh, Greg Nicotero, the great Greg Nicotero is directing this week's episode, so you know it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Um, Boy. I... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 psyched for Walking Dead, and I'm even more psyched for Fear the Walking Dead when it comes back right after. Yeah, the preview looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I I'm into I'm into it. Zombies have not worn thin for me. Nope, not at all. Because everybody was hating on Fear of the Walking Dead, but it was kind of just trying to establish itself from a different perspective. But I think the second season they're going to realize it's it's a it's going about to blow up. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go back and watch the web series too. That took place like on a plane. Yeah, it's uh, it ties in completely to the show because the one I think it was with the couple episodes on the plane because you actually see the plane in one of the episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. There's like uh, when you're in LA, you see the plane almost like it's about to crash. So it ties in completely. Which great great play by them to you know give you something else to look for. Yeah, yeah. Kirkman's uh, a genius. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah he's not dumb, and he's got. Like, well, he's already come out and said he uh, you know everybody compares the comics to the show. He said there's some things that happen in the comics that I'm not happy with. So on the show, maybe I can clean that fix up. It. Yeah, he gets the George Lucas it. Exactly. Or Steven Spielberg it, whatever you want to do. And that's a great creative mind knowing your audience. Yeah. And the people who read the comics, even if you're complaining, you're going to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes, so let's do an opinion question for you. All right. Um, Of all of them, I'll list a couple of them, so that'll help you a little bit. But all of them, what is your favorite comic book show at the moment, as of today? And I'll list them off here for you. Uh, we got Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Arrow, Daredevil, Fear the Walking Dead, The Flash, Gotham, iZombie, Jessica Jones, Legends of Tomorrow, Lucifer, Powers, Supergirl, The Walking Dead. I would say The Walking Dead as of right now. It's your favorite comic book show right now? Yeah. I got to go Flash. I, Flash Flash would be number two for me. R- right now, and I've said it a couple times and it bears saying again, I don't think there's a better TV show on on. on on network, on the internet, anything than the flash right now. Yeah, uh, it would be a close number two for me. Walking Dead has been great. Uh way better than seasons past where you had your quote unquote lulls and filler episodes, but right. right now it's it's on pace, it's moving quick, and especially if you read the books, I mean you don't have to have read the books, but you gotta be loving the the Jesus character. You gotta be loving the hints at Negan all the time and how deadly he is when he just sends some dude from another party to kill their leader. Well, one of the tips in this last episode, if you don't know who the Jesus character is, at uh, the line when he was like, "You got room for one more," and they're like, "Yeah," as he's about to climb on the RV, yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, come on," he's like, "Yeah," because you still have my knives. Oh yeah, you're about to see some stuff going on now. 
if you if you read the books and you go like Negan's go to move is like a flying kick. <laughs> he just he he flies into most fight scenes just that's with what he leads with. Yeah, yeah. Every time it makes me laugh all the time. Uh, anyway, I would I would have put as your comic book uh, opinion question. Arrow is kind of drug on me. I mean, there's just they've got to get over the Oliver Felicity drama for me to really be loving it. I like the other side stuff that's going on, but it it's drug on too long. I just, the flashbacks aren't making any sense. No. Um, it's, it's magical. I get it, but you need to start tying that into, cause they, that's, you've set the precedent that the, these flashbacks tie into current day. The last episode made me laugh when they did another Constantine reference though. So that, they get much love for that. I thought I missed it. I thought I misheard it because I was, you know, yeah, taking notes and stuff. Because it was, uh, it was, uh, he's in hell. That's what. Yeah, like, Speedy. In- Speedy goes. Well, what about your friend Constantine? Oh, he's in hell. No, literally, he's in hell. Yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> so, all right, I think and I was disappointed that it wasn't on tonight too because I, I last night. Last night, you're right. Yeah, last yeah. night. Um. Okay, so that's going to do it for the Geek Out this week. Sorry that we lost Matt. Uh, for those Matt fans out there, we'll bring him back eventually. We were going to also have Amelia on tonight, but she had some computer issues. But uh, in a couple of weeks, we have a big episode planned with a lot of guests. So everybody, I think, will be on board for that show. Uh, in the meantime, next Tuesday, we release our interview with Alicia Grouso. She is the editor uh, over at... Um, moviepilot.com and she also works for marvel.com she writes for Forbes she's just all around a cool cool person and if you have any aspirations of being any kind of writer or just a creative mind you want to listen to this podcast it's a lot of fun she talks about a bunch of interviews she's done some good fun moments uh, she's highly entertaining and we hope to talk to her again soon and uh, some friends of hers as well that are part of her contourage uh, I co- I coined the name Contourage. Contourage, I like that. That's her con going. That should be this episode's name. I Hashtag can't. Contourage. No, 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 I won't do that. I do have to come up with a title for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, so look look for that on Tuesday. That's coming out Tuesday, and then the following week we're going to get together. We're going to do uh, Atomic Kingdom University. Daredevil 101. We're going to get ready for Daredevil Season 2, so we're going to break down the origins of Punisher and Elektra and talk about what we might see in Season 2 for The Man Without Fear and uh, get you guys ready for Season 2, which is going to be uh, two weeks away. So excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see that that season. Uh, some people have already seen the first seven episodes, like some some media members, and I'm super jealous. But... That's coming up soon, and then the week after that, uh, something special in store. And then, finally, we end this month with our Batman v Superman reaction episode. So we're just going to spend a whole hour talking about the movie, because we'll all have seen it by then. It'll yes. be the week after it comes out. So we uh, some excitement there, cause it's some, and, and some trepidation. I think we're all a little worried. We're all a little excited. We're, we're optimistically... Uh, 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 afraid. <laughs> so, yeah, you said it perfect. Because I'm with you. Uh, you could be throwing too much into it, or it could be just enough. It looks amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm super excited, but at the same time, please don't disappoint me. 
yeah, don't 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 hurt us. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Head over to audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom to get a free audiobook download and 30 day trial. Uh, audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom to get over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your i uh, iPad, iPod, Android, your Kindle, any kind of MP3 player. Download any book you want. They've got the Walking Dead books on there, uh, like The Governor and some show and stuff. Hunger Games are all on there. Fifty Shades of Grey, if that's your thing, go for it. <laughs> don't uh, watch the movie. Don't, yeah, don't watch the movie. Apparently, but uh, the the book is <laughs> the book is there available for you. Uh, the Martian, I highly recommend you get The Martian. Ready Player One is on there. All that good stuff. So check that stuff out on audibletrial.com. There's Tom and Geekdom. If you sign up, you help us, and that helps us to bring you better content, better quality programming. We can get Matt some better quality internet or something. I don't know what. Uh, but you help us give you a better show and give you what you guys want. We do this for free. We do this for fun. We by no means expect you to pay for any of it. But if you're going to do something cool, like listen to audiobooks, do it that way, and you help us out. So you get what you're already looking for, and it helps us out as well. Help us help you. Right, right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Tom is at? Skids underscore world. That's right. Uh, you can email us, info at atomicgeekdom.com. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook, Google+, Stitcher. Uh, if you're already subscribed on iTunes, please tell your friends. Leave us a little review on iTunes. That helps us as well. Um, yeah, that's it. That's our Geek Out episode this week. Next week, our episode is with Alicia Grosso, and then we'll probably have another Geek Out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, big things coming for the website. Some changes as we head into our third year of being around. That's amazing that we've been doing this for three years. I didn't even think about that. I mean, two-year anniversary is coming up, entering our third year. So we haven't done three years. We've done two. Well, but still two. I mean, yeah. just it's still amazing. You and I, we we started talking on a little goofy website, and look what we're doing now. I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. It would be fun if you could be on more, but real life gets in the way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do more. So. Yeah. Don't 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 do anything to jeopardize work, but. Right. Uh, or sleeping for work. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the biggest things. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, like I say, we got big things in store for a show coming up, and it's going to bring back voices old and new. So uh, there's a little little tease for you. Spoiler alert. Uh, no, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but maybe that's what this episode should be called. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did a bunch of them. So, yeah. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Tom, thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. We will talk to you all later. Bye.